Hello and welcome. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Chucky and if you're a crime fanatic like myself, then you've come to the right place. Today we'll be diving deep into the story of Issei Sagawa, but before we begin... Warning, the story I will be covering today will be disturbing and uncomfortable for some audience. So please, if you have a weak stomach, I'd advise you not to proceed. Issei Sagawa was born in Kobe, Japan on April 26, 1949. He was born premature, so it was said that he was so tiny that he was able to fit into the palm of his father's hand. He later developed a disease called enteritis, which is an inflammation in the small intestines, which led doctors to believe that he would pass away at a young age. But with treatments of potassium and calcium injections, Issei survived. But grew up weak and frail. Raised in a wealthy family, Issei had a normal childhood. However, he blamed his lack of education on sex that distorted his mind. Growing up, Issei's parents never spoke about sex. So when he experienced his first erection, he didn't understand what was going on. In his mind, he thought he was just a sick individual. Not knowing what to do, he had a dog lick it off. It wasn't until first grade that Issei had experienced his first urges for cannibalism. Seeing the thigh of another boy in his class, he thought to himself, I want to eat his thigh but didn't understand why. When Issei reached high school, there was a girl he wanted to ask out, but he was too scared. The thought of asking her out made him want to puke. But one day, she walked by Issei, and he caught a glimpse of her pale white thigh and had the desire to eat her flesh. Issei knew he had a problem and needed help. At one point, he seeked help by making phone calls with a the therapist. However, when he realized he had to meet them in person, he stopped calling. In 1964, Issei was 24 years old and attending Tokyo University. This is where he met his first victim, a 24-year-old German woman. He saw her walking down the streets and took notice of her pale white thighs. He followed her home and saw that she lived on a ground floor apartment. He saw this as an opportunity and came back that night. He snuck through an open window and saw that she was naked and got excited and thought, finally, my fantasy is coming true. His plan was to knock her out with an umbrella and cut out her butt cheek to eat it. But his plan failed because when he went in to knock her out with the umbrella, his knee brushed up against her belly and woke her up. Issei was small, so she was able to pin him down and scream for help. The police came and charged him with a attempted rape. I know. You guys are probably wondering why he was charged with attempted rape when that wasn't the case. The thing is, Issei never admitted the real reason why he broke into her house. He thought if he told them the truth, they would think that he was crazy. So he just told them what they wanted to hear. When Issei turned 28, he moved to Paris, France to continue his education at Sorbonne University, where he met Rene Hartfeld. When Issei first saw Renee, he knew she was the one. He became obsessed with her because he thought she was the most beautiful woman he's ever laid his eyes on. He knew Renee was interested in literature and art just like him, so he used this as an opportunity to get close to her. He used the excuse that he wanted to learn the German language, so he hired her to tutor him. Eventually, the two became good friends, and Issei claimed he had fallen in love with her. On June 11, 1981, Issei invited Renee over to his apartment for dinner. He used this moment as an opportunity to confess his love to her. However, Renee only saw him as a friend. Issei was upset by her response, but tried to play it off as if it was okay 
by asking her if he can record her during the session so they can use it later on for practice. As Renee was sitting at his desk, reading the entry with her back facing Issei, Issei approached her from behind and shot her in the back of the neck with a 22 caliber rifle. Her face slams into the desk. Seconds later, her body drops to the floor. Not prepared for what he had done, Issei was shocked by the sight of her blood and fainted. Upon waking up, Issei realized, this is it. My dream is finally coming true. He undresses Renee and continues his plan by sexually assaulting her and eating her flesh. Since Issei was scared of blood, he decided to start off by eating her right butt cheek because he said the left cheek is closer to the heart so it contained more blood. He goes in to take a big bite and realizes that his teeth couldn't puncture through her skin. So he goes into the kitchen to grab a fruit knife but realize that didn't work either. He rushes to the market to purchase a curved knife and came back and started cutting her up, starting with her breasts, butt, thighs, calves, and then let all the parts he believed to be delicious. Issei continued to feast on Renee's body for a total of two days. When her body started to attract flies, that's when Issei realized it was time to get rid of her body. He found two suitcases and started dismembering her body. He stated that it wasn't like the movies where they made it look easy. He said it was quite difficult trying to cut through her bones. After shoving her bodies into two suitcases, Issei called a taxi at 8 o'clock p.m. with plans to drop her body off at Bola de Bouillon. When the taxi cab arrived, the driver made a joke with Issei asking if he had bodies inside the suitcases. Issei laughed and replied by saying, they were just books. When he arrived at the lake, Issei was surprised by how many people were still there and how bright it was out, but he proceeded with his plan. Many people watched as Issei struggled to drag the body down the lake. Finally, he reached his destination. Tired and out of breath, Issei took a break to stare at the sunset. He was mesmerized by the sunset and forgot about the two suitcases behind him. A jogger saw the two suitcases and started to open them. Issei turned around and the jogger asked him if they were his. Issei responded back by saying no, which he later admits wasn't the right move. He walks off and the jogger continues to open up the suitcase. When he saw what was inside, he yelled out, Murderer! The police were called and the investigation started. They asked if anyone saw anything strange and they said they saw a skinny Asian man dragging two suitcases along the ground. With no other information, the cops decided to call the cab company to ask if the drivers had a customer who had two heavy suitcases, and Issei's cab driver said that he did. Four days after the investigation, Issei was arrested, and upon his arrest, he confessed to everything. Although Issei confessed to killing Renee and eating her body, he only served two years in prison because his father hired top defense lawyers for his case. The judge found him legally insane and unfit to stand trial, so they dropped the charges. A year after the charges were dropped, Issei soon gained popularity because an author published a book based off of his stories and everyone wanted to know who Issei Sagawa was, which affected France negatively so they decided to deport Issei back to Japan. Issei was placed in a hospital in Tokyo where they evaluated him and said that he was insane and that his evil sexual perversion was the only motivation for murder. Japan tried to put Issei on trial for murder 
but France refused to transfer any court documents that they had, which meant they had no evidence for trial. And with no evidence, they couldn't hold him much longer. Issei was a free man. As weird as it was, Issei was seen as an icon in Japan. He was everywhere. He was featured in songs, he was in movies, everyone wanted to interview him. He was offered porn gigs, everyone wanted to know him. They wanted to know who this Issei Sakawa was, what he did, why didn't he serve time. It's like, people loved him, but they also hated him. Issei Sakawa is still alive today. In 2013, he was hospitalized due to brain injuries, which left him confined to a wheelchair. He admits that he still has a desire for eating meat, but also feels that he needs to suffer for what he did. He now has a new desire to be killed slowly and painfully by a beautiful woman. I know, it's crazy, right? So, what do you guys think about this story? Do you think it was normal for society to praise Sagawa the way that they did? Do you think they were other victims and Rene wasn't his first? So, there you have it. A cannibal that got away with murder. Again, I want to thank you for joining me today and letting me share my guilty pleasure. Until next time, stay safe, my murderinos.